Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are in the building. Back on the corner. We're back on the corner, man. Happy New Year. We are continuing our relationship goals series, man. LaMelo down for the night. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Lady Mayberry, how you feeling? I'm doing well. I hope everybody's just having a good night. Good, 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 good. Let's get to it. You ready to get it? I'm ready. Let's go. Will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying Cause I'm sick of my community suffering And mama's crying I can do all things through Christ Which strengthens me So there's nothing that my God can't change Including me Yo, I live by his word And nothing else Cause this word is so sufficient It can stand on by itself See the truth will set you free to the preacher's corner brought to you by in-house productions with your host pastor jt and lady Fanita. you can listen to this podcast on apple google spotify and amazon music this is an in-house production this is an in-house production We back in the building, man. Seemed like that was a long, 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 drawn out vacation, man. But glad. Good to be seen. Good to be seen. Yeah. Good to be seen. Salute. 
to the mafia gang 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 i see y'all in the building shout out shout out shout out to the mafia gang the gills is in the building sister mia she's in the building sister Didi is in the building sister Brittany is in the building we definitely appreciate the support man happy emmy smith deuce deuce Mayberry, what you got? Sister Bernicia's in the building. Sister Bernicia in the building. I didn't see her. I didn't see her. She was first. Sister Bernicia, this must be. She must be all the way at to the top. Yeah. I didn't see her there. Well, shout out to Sister Bernicia as well. Amen. 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 What you got? Um, I'm ready to roll. You, you ain't ready to roll yet, man. Shout out to all of the new listeners we're gonna give some real good shout outs uh shout out to to my peeps in milwaukee uh ghosts shout out to ghosts in milwaukee man definitely appreciate the sharing and the support man uh we're two subs away from 100 tonight man if you know somebody that haven't subscribed go ahead and encourage them to subscribe so we can jump on over 100 mark for the night 497 downloads in the last 30 days 2,686 all time we had 597 new sponsorship opportunities emailed to us today so uh we're gonna be busy trying to figure out what we're gonna do as far as sponsorship Heading into season two, we're gonna close this season out pretty soon. Gonna come back with new intro and some new graphics and some new, 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 and also some sponsored commercials, man. Now we're gonna say no to Viagra already. No to Viagra. Viagra. We're not. We're not doing that on the preachers. Come on, man. Welcome. If this is your first time on the corner, man, I'm Pastor JT. This is Lady Fanita. She's Lady Fanita. Yeah, man, we are in episode 75. Episode 75, we've been covering relationship goals, man. We want to be able to strengthen relationships, whether it's business partners, friends, relatives, husband, wives concubines, boyfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> whatever it is. We want to make it better. Make it last forever, like he would say. Not the concubine. Not the concubine. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. Listen, this is our website, www.thepreacherscorner.net. There you'll find all that you need to know about what you need to know. About the preachers go on the sponsorship opportunities, merchandise opportunities are found right there. www.thepreacherscorner.net. Hey, I got all that stuff out the way. Tonight, we're going to flip the script. We've been dealing with a uh, relationship old Pastor Todd. Tonight, we're going to uh, shift gears and we're going to head on to Dr. Matthew Stevenson. 
Dr. Matthew Stevenson, I believe, is All Nation. Mm -hmm. All Nations Worship Center. Huh? All Nations Worship Center. All, say it again. All Nations Worship Center. All Nations Worship Center mm -hmm. in Chicago, right? Chicago, Shot Town, Illinois. So right about now, we're going to practice our fair use. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Her use is done out of the way. Drop those anchor emojis if you're anchored in the Lord and you're ready to go and you're ready to go and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 hey. Go ahead and drop them. Drop them. Drop them like they hard. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let's get it. saved you don't do relationships the same way unsaved people do that's a massive part of our strain relationally is because a lot of people get saved in their soul and not in their principles so what happens is they still try to let demonic or sinful or carnal principles work when you get your soul saved but how many of you know when god saves you he changes the rules of engagement so the way you used to do friendship and the way you used to do relationship are not effective when you intend to go to heaven now i could take an offer right there and send you home because a lot of our victory will come when we decide to let the bible govern how we do relationship appreciate BET. Oh, it's quiet this morning. They don't want to have church. To I appreciate all the researchers and master class, but you must let the word of God determine the rules of engagement. And God's word has a lot to say about friends. I, it fascinates me. A lot to say about dating, a lot to say about how you should be relationally. And so we're just tackling some of what God word, God's word has to say about relationships. Now, if this were an AA meeting, and uh, uh, I was there, and I would say this. Hi, I'm Matthew Stevenson, and I have trust issues. How many of you would say, I got them too? Raise your hand if you got trust issues. Some of you won't even raise your hand because you don't trust it. I say, how many of you got trust issues? I have trust issues, fam. They are deep, <laughs> and it seems like the farther they go, they get much deeper, and it's something... I'm submitting to the Lord something I'm wanting to be freed up from. Because how many of you know when you have, uh, especially highly discerning people, the devil loves to play with them in the door of their discernment to make them afraid of what they discern. Hear this. God never intended for your ability to discern to birth fear in you. When you become afraid because of what you discern, the devil has taken your strength and used it against you. You're supposed to discern a thing to decide how to interact with it, but you're not supposed to be afraid. So what that trust is, or that trust break or breach, is really an inverted fear. And I'm going to show you some principles today concerning trust and concerning trust issues and how they affect you relationally. First of all, before I give you all these scriptures, I want you to know that your friendships is the primary place where your trust level is going to play out. Um, um, so I can tell or we can gauge 
if you have trust issues, what they are, why they are, by how you interact with your uh, 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 platonic relationships. Now, this is applicable sometimes in romantic relationships, but those of us, partic- uh, depending upon, forgive my candor, how horny you are or how lonely you are, you will forego or ignore some of your trust principles for a man or a woman before you will a friend. Because you'll sleep with folk you don't know. Lord, help me in Zion. You'll go to, you know, you won't ask questions about credit scores. You just, he cute. That's enough of me. All right. But, but, but trust will show up in how you do platonic relationships and um, it amazes me my wife and I joke about it all the time how at the end of every year everybody starts cutting everybody off I just got to now, and listen there is a time for separation do not get me wrong there are moments where in order to elevate you must separate uh, because sometimes you befriend at the level of your understanding of yourself I'll get there in 1030 based upon how you see yourself it determines what you think you need in friendships and so sometimes when you come to find out who who you are and what God is doing, those relationships are no longer necessary because you attach to them for codependent needs, okay? So sometimes it's your personal identity that determines the quality of your relationships. But when you have friendship issues and you have trust issues, there is a barrier in the way of your being able to relate, to connect, to receive. And we learned last week that all relationships are just that. They're a ship, right? But you are a gate and a door. So when I'm meet you, if I uh, talk to you, if we go to lunch, if we decide to build a relationship, I am either going to enter into something good or something bad. The way God has set it up on the earth is that everything God wants to do for you will show up in the form of a person. Now, I know that that makes you mad because Vicky Wine has sent y'all off and taught y'all as long as you got Jesus, you don't need nobody else. Okay, let me tell you what that's going to get you because every promise of God for a deliverer, for an answer, for a savior, showed up in the Bible in the form of a what? Person. It, when, when Israel cried out for a deliverer, God could have spoke the word and set him free, but he didn't. What did he do? He spoke to Moses. So what you need is going to come packaged in a person. Hear me. Lady Mayberry, what you got? That was good. Just in that little package. Man, he had so much right there at the beginning man at the beginning it was a lot so many legs i like when he opened and says when you get saved saved people can't use the same principles and relationships that people that are not saved does right 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 saved in your soul and not saved in your principles Right. Ooh, that's major. That was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. A lot of us get saved in our soul. <laughs> we got we got it on the inside, but the principle, the mindset, and the things, the the way that we think, mm-hmm. ain't saved. Yeah, God Almighty. Yeah, the things God you do haven't changed. But but the thing that got me is he said, but when God saves you, the rules of engagement change. Right, right. When he saves the whole oh, you. Yeah. Right, right. So so I love the question where he posed. He said, how, how many tonight are willing to admit that they have trust issues? God, let's roll. Let's roll. One of the ways Satan will keep you bankrupt is by making you overlook the package. God has answered many of you several times, but because you have people issues, 
You did not endure long enough to reach inside your relationships to retrieve what you need. You only want it directly from God. God is my help and my everything and all my all in all. I don't need you, Negro, because y'all don't do nothing for me. Grandmama told me you got to watch who you trust. And she died miserable after the seventh husband living in the basement, didn't pay a household, making a uh, hooch in the basement, uh, you know, liquor out of bread and apple. You don't want that type of misery. Don't take that wisdom from folk who have brokenness in their lives. Do relationship right. Say, yes, sir. Now, let's talk a little bit about this, and I'm going to walk you through some trust scriptures. Put up Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Uh, there is a biblical term, and I want to teach you this so that you can study it yourself. There is a biblical term called trustworthy. Trustworthy. And its definition is very profound. You ain't going to believe it. It's, it's, this is so deep. It means to be worthy of trust. Didn't it blow you away? Fam, this is what that means. You don't trust by faith. You trust by proof. God has commanded me to love you. He did not force me to trust you. So there's a lot of people who use their Christianity, please hear me, to continue in naivety. But my being a Christian does not mean I have to be naive. My individual challenge is loving you perfectly, but I don't have to trust everybody the same way. Now, why I do or do not trust you may or may not have anything to do with you. As an individual, there may be things that I've experienced, things that I've seen that may impact my ability to trust, period. So then the more whole I become, the more able I am to lend trust, even if it is risky or, or, or consequential. But you have to be able to resolve that trust is something that grows. Trust is not something you give. So when people mess up or do friendship wrong or break relationship, you don't owe it to them to automatically trust them. And to forgive a person is not to requalify them for the place they had in your life. We can, we can walk in forgiveness and not give you the same depth of access until you become trustworthy. Say, I hear you. Now, so the Bible term is trustworthy and improper. That's good. That's good. That's good. Oftentimes, you know, um, we, we, we're commanded to, and commanded to forgive and forgive and forgive. And I say it all the time that it's the fact that we forgive, but we don't forget. And, and in that essence and in that thought is the point that they've lost the trust. They have to prove themselves trustworthy again before I allow them into my space or to my life again. What you got? I like when he said just a mere definition. Plain and simple. Trustworthy is worthy of trust. Worthy of trust. Just because you're saved, don't make you naive. Right. And I'm gonna tell you that that has a flip side to it because just being out in the world, on the streets, and the things that I've experienced and and stuff on the street, it makes me watch everybody around me. I don't care if you say you're saved or not, because. Just, Just because, because I'm, I'm saved don't mean I'm naive. And a lot of people think that when, when they're dealing with people who are saved, they think that um, you are dealing with somebody who doesn't understand or who doesn't, who's naive. He said that that, that causes you to be naive. 
And so um, I also like when he said that we don't trust by faith, we trust by proof. Trust grows. You know, it is nothing that is automatically given. Trust grows. So we don't trust by faith, we trust by proof. Right. It's not just giving. You know, he said, we walk in forgiveness without giving you the same position in our lives, which I love that part because I can forgive you for something you did or said, but believe me, you don't get the same position that you had before in my life. You you just won't. And so for some of the things that we've experienced, even in ministry with the people that has came and went, um, it has, like Pastor was talking about on Sunday in his message, he was saying how, you know, God been dealing with him about letting down those walls, breaking those barriers so that he's able to let people in because we created this wall between us and people because of the hurt and the things we've experienced. Well, for me, that's fine if that's what he wants to do. But for me, I just can't give that trust to anybody. I just can't. I can't give that space, that position to anybody. Amen. Let's roll. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. It says this. Now, this is so true in our culture. Because if you look down your timeline, down your memes, you look at look articles and vlogs, everybody thinks they're trustworthy. It's so funny. You know, when people look at me today and be like, I'm a loyalist, I just laugh because I don't believe 90% of them. I think people are loyal with certain conditions is what I think. And I think people are loyal until they have the opportunity to sell out to something better. You won't be able to find out if somebody is loyal until adversity comes. You cannot trust a loyalty that has not been tested. You cannot not trust so when things are going well the sun is out of course you loyal you've not had an opportunity to be inconvenienced by who or what I am but when you've had an opportunity to see me at a low point and you choose to do whatever is necessary to stay there then I understand that you're loyal your loyalty must have adverse conditions to be proven Lord is quiet today your loyalty must be tested in adverse conditions. In Proverbs 20 and 6 is what it says. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty and goodness. If I were to give all of you a test and ask you if you're a good friend, most of you would be like, yes, if you get me, I'm a jewel. I'm a treasure. See, I'm such a good friend because when I'm all in, I'm all in. Let me say stuff like that. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty and goodness, but who can find a faithful, this is the Amplified, and trustworthy man? He's basically saying that these people are rare. These people are rare. People that want to relate without motive. They want to relate without expectation. They want to relate. Now, an expectation does not mean lack of definition. Sometimes when you have a person that wants to befriend you and they befriend you through the lens of expectation, there is a controlling component that comes in that relationship. I have desires, but if you don't meet those desires, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not, you know, if you set rules up, call me three times a day or you ain't my sister. Uh, 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 ask me before you go on a date with somebody else. What's going to happen is there is a lordship slavery dynamic that's there. It is okay to communicate desire, but you don't love people through your own expectations. Lord, if you don't send a clapping angel in here, That's trustworthy. So let's look a bit at what trustworthiness looks like in friendship. Proverbs 14 and 5. Proverbs 14 and 5. 
A faithful and trustworthy witness will not lie. So one of the things that you'll show is when a person, a person should not be trusted if they have a tendency to lie. You can't, Lord help me. You cannot trust a liar. A Christian liar. A liar with reason to lie. A liar with logic to lie. Some of the most dangerous liars are smart liars because they meditate on how to make the lie believable. And if you can lie directly, Lord, I'm looking at some, y'all looking at me like, you can lie indirectly. You can lie by editing information. You can lie. The driving spirit is deception. And you, ooh-wee. Now, let's go deeper. You can love a liar. And you should love a liar. But you are not to trust a liar. Loving a liar and trusting a liar is not the same thing. And here's why. You need to love liars because there is a reason people lie. Oh, man. And the reason got, people got, lie most times. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. First of all, first of all, let's, let's back up, back up, back up. I, the, the fact that he said everybody think they law. Yes. Everybody think they law. Everybody. Man. I'm, I'm law all of this. And <laughs> I'm the lawless person you can meet. And I'm law in it. But, but the fact that he said you cannot trust a loyalty that hasn't been tested by <laughs> adverse conditions. Lord have mercy. It's funny to me how everybody disappear. The law people disappear. When somebody got their name, your name in their mouth. And they can see it, but they ain't jumping up and saying nothing. The law people disappear when you evicted. Yeah. The law people disappear. Good God Almighty. When your car <laughs> got repoed, you can't get a ride nowhere. You can't get no lunch money. The law people. Family, friends, foes. The law of people. Yeah. What you got? I love that too because one thing that is certain about what he said is you cannot trust a person. I mean, the, I was I pulled up the scripture to read it. It says, many a man proclaims his own loyalty and yeah. goodness, but who can find a faithful and trustworthy man? The reason for that scripture is to say this kind of person is rare. rare. You don't find this type of person every single day. Mm -hmm. And the fact that people throw this around so effortlessly like that, you know, I'm, I'm loyal and you ain't going to find a friend like me. And when I'm good to you, I'm good to you until something happens. Right. People are loyal to you until something happens that they don't like they don't or like. until they are angry and then they become very disloyal. Right. You don't know that people are not for you until a, a, a tragedy occurs. He said it has to be tested. You are not loyal until your loyalty has been tested by adverse mm -hmm. conditions. And then he said um, that you have trust issues so bad that you don't even know when God has sent the right person right, to you right. because you don't trust God. You don't trust people that bad that you don't even know 
that that person has been been sent there or you've been sent to them for them to help you. But you can't trust people. But you know what I think that is? Because people know themselves. Right. 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 It's hard. Then he talked about not trusting a liar. He said, this is the kind of person that you don't trust. Don't trust a liar. <laughs> he said, a lying Christian. <laughs> Christian liar. Oh, Christians lie. I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus today. But but we've been lied to. It'd be yeah. a little lie, big lie, nice yeah. size lie. It'd be some lies going It'd be on. some lies going Let's keep going before we get in trouble. <laughs> Because they don't, first of all, they probably lie to themselves. So if I'm lying to me, it's going to be very difficult for me to be truthful to you. And my lying to you is medicine about what I've refused to acknowledge in myself. And you can either be mad at that, take that personal, or you can love me beyond the lie. I'm talking grown-up Christianity today. Now, why can you love a cheat, a homonger? You can love somebody who dishonors on their taxes, but somebody lied to you about where they was. You're like, I can no longer continue. Now listen, conflict is necessary. Call them out. Hey, chump, you a bald-faced liar, a bald-headed liar. You lie so much you don't even know you lying. How are we going to fix this? See, what happens is in conflict, this is why we don't have long-standing relationships. Every time something goes wrong, we run. And what you're doing is you're limiting your ability to mature in love because you're just used to starting over, you vagabond. You're a relational vagabond. After the lie, find out what's wrong. Smack them, cuss them out. You know, call them whatever you want. Call them back in about seven days. Now, like, why did you lie? What about me made you not trust me with the truth? Am I not a safe place for you? Is this something that nobody knows? Come on, y'all. This is good stuff for friendship. So that's not always... (laughs) The Bible says, a faithful and trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness speaks lies. Here is another one, Proverbs 11 and 13. You have to learn this because my objective is to make you a trustworthy person. A trustworthy person. Proverbs 11 and 13. He who goes about as a gossiper reveals secrets. One of the things that will lend to not being able to be trustworthy is talking too much. Now listen, there is a difference with your slick self between discretion and deception. It's one thing to be discreet. It's another thing to be deceitful. The motive is to paint a picture that's not true to keep you in control of a storyline or in control of an outcome. Amen? It's just not my place. No, you're deceptive. What you're doing is you're trying to mislead does that make sense to you? It says, he who goes about as a gossiper uh, reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy and faithful keeps a matter hidden. Does that make sense to you? Now let's go to something dangerous and let's do some more profound work here. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Because this is what a lot of dysfunctional Christians lose, use to justify why they should not trust people. Because here's the problem. In order to relate healthily, you're going to have to gradually, deliberately learn to trust. If you don't trust, you're not going to be able to give yourself to relationships. So you have to learn to trust. And you have to learn to test what's trustworthy. Jeremiah 17 and 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, 
who draw strength from the mere flesh. Now, those of you who had bad mamas, bad daddies, you were bullied in high school, you had gender issues, you grew up broke, poor, you thought your parents loved your brother more than you or your sister more than you, and you grew up in that dark environment, bred in dysfunction, you stop right there. Cursed is the man that trusts in, I put my trust in the Lord. <laughs> I pray because he, he's my God. Hey, glory. Man, I'll let you down every time, baby, but I trust in the Lord. You can hear them black people principles of abuse screaming from under that dysfunction. Look at somebody say, finish reading the scripture. Come on, tell somebody else, finish reading the scripture. Don't stop there. This is what it says. Who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Jeremiah was not saying you're cursed if you trust people. He was saying you're cursed if you trust people and you've not learned to trust God. Now there and God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lord have mercy. He's <laughs> got me ugly face. <sighs> he said you are cursed if you learn to trust people but haven't learned to trust God. Mm. You are cursed. I'm gonna read the scripture again just so we don't, you know, get nobody mad at us. It says, thus says the Lord. I'm reading the Amplified Version. Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turns away from the Lord. You're making your own strength out of, from your flesh. You, 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 you're trusting in what people say and what people do, but you don't trust God. Ouch. So many times we see that. People will trust I what do. trust people Good and God what I'm people right say and how people feel about them and believe what come out of people's mouths. And as soon as they are not don't do what you want them to do or say what you want them to say, you see the true them. Lord, he said you're cursed mm, mm, if mm. you trust people and not God. Mm. He said you, you should be bold enough to say when people are lying to you, who you have trusted, who you have deemed trustworthy at some point, you should be able to call them out on their lies. And see, that's my problem. I let them lie. I tell them. I let them lie. I don't. I, I let them lie. I let them walk off. I let them lie again. I let them, uh, and it just be a continuing letting them lie party. If I allow people to do that, I'm you're gonna know that I know because I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna be irritated inside about it. Mm, mm. I'm gonna be irritated. It's just simple. I was convicted. Lord, forgive me. Mm, mm. Keep going. You might be one of them. There are people who trust people more than God. What he's revealing is it really is impossible to learn to trust people if you have not first learned to trust God. Behind, listen to me, because this is going to cut you. Behind your mistrust of people is a real bad, dark tr truth that you think people can hurt you. You think that people have it in them to devastate you. You think that people have it in them to do a thing that you can't recover from. So your refusal to trust people is really a statement of what you think God will or will not do. 
At the end of the day, if you let me down, I'm working in here. If you lie on me, if you're not there when I need you, I will be hurt, but I will get over it. Because at the end of the day, my trust is in the Lord. I invested trust to you. It didn't work out. But you cannot harm me. Now, some of you can't get that principle. When you don't trust people, it's because of what you don't believe God will do if you get hurt. If you hurt me, I'll cry. I'll hurt. I'll sweat. But guess what? In about 30 days, I'm going to pull myself together because life goes on. And my world didn't start with you. It's not going to end with you. I was me before I met you. I'm going to be me behind. when you leave me. It does not matter. So you are willing to risk trusting somebody when you know the Lord has your back. But if you've not secured your relationship with God, then you think the end of a relationship is the end of your emotional stability. The devil is a liar. His mama got halitosis. People come and go, but they should not have the ability to alter your emotional health. I hear you preaching, but I've been hurt before. Join the human race. I've been let down before. Join the human race. This is an excuse for you to remain handicapped. You need to learn how to trust people. People are not going to get anything from you giving trust. If you don't trust, you remain trapped in your secrets, trapped in your bondage, trapped in your fears, trapped in the lie. Trust releases you from the trap. You find somebody stuck in a trap, and I'll show you somebody that's not learned to trust. At the end of the day, my most profound trust is who? God. Right? And because I trust him, even if you hurt me, I still got somewhere to run. David said, when my heart is afraid, I'm sorry, oh, that was a connect. When my heart is afraid, I will trust in you. There are so many scriptures in the Psalms about trusting in the Lord, trusting in the Lord. And because I've spent my time learning to trust him, I have the same skills to try to trust you. But even if my try to trust you does not work, I'm not going to be some little punk, scared. I don't want relationship. I don't want friendship. I don't want anybody else. I don't trust anybody else. The real truth is you don't believe you've got a rock. You don't believe you've got a mountain you don't believe you got a fortress you think it's you and God's gonna let you fall but God is not the type of God that's gonna allow your life to be ruined because people don't do right by you look at somebody say trust him then trust them a man or a woman that trusts God has no problem with extending levels of trust to people because you can't end me. Nah, 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 nah. The fear of man brings a snare. How many of you are living your life tormented because you refuse to try to trust? Trust starts with the try. It's not going to be perfect. But you have to be honest. Be like me. Admit your dysfunctions. You go to dinner and be like, yo, I have severe issues. And I'm just talking my way through this. Come on, I'm trying to teach you how to trust. I've got a lot of issues, right or wrong, but this is me trying to give you some degree of access because at the root of that stuff is fear. And it's not just fear of being hurt. you got a fear of man. you got a fear of what man can do to you. But when the Lord is your life, he's your salvation. You're not afraid of people. They're going to come, they're going to go, and I'm going to hurt, and I'm going to be mad. But at the end of the day, I've got a lifter up of my head. He's not going to leave me down there waddling in what you did or did not do. I will get up. 
Trust the Lord. Now, when you trust people more than the Lord, it will turn your heart away. Everybody who leaves the Lord for a relationship had their heart turned away because they trusted somebody else more than the Lord. And it is so. Now, let's look at this. Go to 1 Samuel 22. David was known as a trustworthy man. One of the things that he had, I know he was anointed, he was a singer, he was a psalmist, he was a prophet. But one of his reputable things was that you can trust David. David, he, he's legit. He's stable. He's not going to talk about you behind your back. If people come to you talking about, you know, come to him talking about you, he's going to shut them down. He's not going to, you know, do any inconsistent things. You can trust David. Now look, Saul, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about to really help you with this. Saul, in this chapter, because this is where David had gathered around himself the men of Abdullah, the, the men in the cave of Abdullah. He took some broke men. You know, he, took, he had a TLO. He, he got some broken men. He pulled them in a cave. He poured himself into them, and they became warriors and men of great wealth. Saul, in this, script, in this chapter, looked at his service and said, hey, why are you going to back up David and not telling me where he is and hiding this stuff from me? And the Bible says that the servant replied about David, is there anybody else? This is 1 Samuel 22 and 14. Write that down because I want you to look at this. 1 Samuel 22 and 14. He said, is there anybody else in the whole of your kingdom as faithful and trustworthy as David? See, when you are a trustworthy person, people will take note. Not necessarily the wrong people, but the right people will know. Nah. Now, somebody needs to know you well enough to know your likelihood. Now, he may do that. He may do this, but he's definitely not going to do that. Why? Because you've been trustworthy. One of the things that I think you should do is make it a habit of outing yourself. Yep, I fornicated yesterday. My bad, bro. Sorry. Come on, what is wrong with you people? What do you think condemnation is? It's secret conversations about your wrongdoing. When you are condemned, it's because you're the only person that knows. Very seldom is the flesh fair. So you're not going to release yourself from judgment. It's going to take somebody else to talk against what hell is talking to you about. So tell on yourself. Yep, yesterday uh, uh, I went out, found me a blunt, or got me a brownie. I'm, it was a bad day. When you out yourself, even after that hard conversation... Now you've got friends whose voice has more power than the enemy and they can say, okay, don't do that again. Here is our plan. Here is what we're going to do. This is why so many of you quit after an enemy says something. You don't have friends. Friends defuel the power of hell. When you have an accuser and you have no advocate, when you have an adversary, but you have nobody to celebrate you, then you're going to always be drained. If you have enemies, find you some friends. What you do is you, still, you start trying to fight the enemy. No. When my enemies attack me, I go to my friends. Does that make sense? And they, they reorient me from the effects of what my enemies have done. He said, David is trustworthy. So something about how David was, how David behaved, his character made people think he's somebody to trust. Let's see why. Go to 1 Samuel 18. This is our final scripture. 1 Samuel 18. And uh, if you can up there, put it up in the Amplified. 1 Samuel 18. We are all, whether you acknowledge it or not, we are all looking for people to trust. And I know you don't want nobody to know that. No matter how tough you are, no matter how smart you are, everybody longs for somebody to trust. And when you don't have somebody to trust, it really does start breeding character issues in you. But you need to stop acting like your trust issues is everybody else's fault. 
Did you hear me, you little cherry head? I said, stop acting like your trust issues is everybody else's fault. At some point, you have got to take responsibility for the dysfunction in your own character. My God. <laughs> Could I have to stop it right there? We always blame other people for the way that we feel. Right. I'm telling you. They made me. They made me. I'm like this because mm -hmm. mama did it or daddy did it or I didn't have this upbringing or I didn't have that or it's always somebody else's fault that I am the way that I am. Oh, Jesus. Oh, they eat me up, boy. I don't know about nobody else. <laughs> yeah, no. this is tight, but it's right. <laughs> got some fireballs coming Ooh. out there. Pop, pop. He said, "People come and people go." Mm. He said, "But they should not have the ability to alter your emotions." Mm. People come and people go, but they should not be able to alter. Your emotions, how you feel, how you think, how you operate in your next friendship or relationship or your work relationships. Just because people walk into your life and walk out, it was seasonal. Everybody is not meant to come into your life and stay. He said at the beginning, which was so good, that people come into your life and as you mature and you elevate, it's time for separation from some people. Right. Sometimes it's just time to break that off. Right. He said, but you think people have the authority to hurt you or do something harmful to you because um, you don't believe what God said that he would do for you. Oh, that's crazy because it all boils down to no trust in God. Right. He said, because trust and, and, releases you. And I always you. had a saying that, I, that I'm guilty of saying that. And, and by watching this, I'm, I'm finding out that that's... That's not what, what I spoke be saying. I always say, I trust God and not people. Yeah. I say, I trust Jesus. Yeah. I don't trust, I don't trust him, her, and, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of saying that all the time. I trust Jesus. But in the essence, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to admit when you're wrong, but when you want to grow, you have you, to admit you, it. You have to admit when you're wrong, when you're doing something wrong, when 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 you when you're all wrong. That's why I said when Lord, you stood, forgive me. That's why I said when you stood Sunday and said that you were breaking down barriers and walls. That's why I said I'm not at that place. I'm yeah. I'm woman enough to admit that. It's just too much going on around me that I can't let my guard down. That's how I feel. But it's because I have not found enough trustworthy people around me to do so. And so now I get that what the way I feel is okay because people have to be trustworthy. You gotta be trustworthy. You have to be worthy of my trust. I'm not easily, it's not easily given. I'm not just gonna say because you go to my church or because you text me or because you're around me every Sunday and Wednesday that I trust you. I can't say that. I can't. I just can't do that. And so this is helping me. This is really, really helping me. Um, I like when he said, trust releases you from the trap. 
Yeah. It releases you from the trap. What trap is that? He said, because the root of it all is fear. We all know what the Bible says about fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm fearful because I don't know how I'm going to react sometimes to things, to people, to conversations. So I tend to pull back because I don't trust myself sometimes. That's, that's how I feel. You understand? And, and and that's the same with me. That's why I let so much slide because I know how long it takes me to come back to where I am. Yeah. And I've worked so hard to get to, to where I place. am. So I don't want to let 30 seconds take away 10 to 15 years. Right. And so I, I, I to diffuse the situation, I let a lie slide. I let disrespect slide. I let I just let it slide and overlook and look the other opposite direction. And I'm thinking that's my spiritual growth. But in essence, I'm still not making trustworthy relationships. Right. It's still relationships built on lies. You know, um, something else that I loved that he said um, was there is nothing that another person can do to you in the end. There's nothing. God will not allow them to do anything to you beyond his control. But I think that we forget that when we're dealing with family or friends or, you know, um, business relationships, we, we tend to forget that. So I love when he said that. And then this was the kicker for me. When he talked about condemnation, my God today, because so often I know that pastors all over the world or preachers, evangelists, whatever, all across the world will uh, can agree with the fact that sometimes you preach things that even convicts you. The husband is the first yes. to take out the fruit. It can, it'll convict us, but we have to preach what God tells you to say. Right. I mean, you can tell a person who didn't get a word from God because God comes to, the word of God comes to correct, reproof, and rebuke. It didn't say it came to make you feel good, pet your flesh, and make you smile. It said the word of God, well, it was inspired. It the the Bible was inspired by God, and it came to bring correction, reproof, and rebuke. Where that word condemnation comes in at is when you have secret issues that are on the inside and somebody preaches a word and it comes and it hits you and you know it's about you, you automatically get upset because it is a secret conversation about you that only you know about. So the enemy starts fighting you with it, making you angry against the preacher when you should be having people around you that you can admit these things to that can say hey oh no wait sis we're gonna go on a fast for that well no bro we're gonna we're gonna touch and agree in prayer for this because that's where that that trust comes in those trust issues come in to separate us from people who god has uh, sent into your life that you can trust enough to say hey stand with me in agreement on this thing because i'm struggling in this area instead we keep all this stuff bottled up and we fight and struggle through every message every sunday and every wednesday right, right. and see it was difficult for that because as he stated about the gospel yeah uh, the bible tells us to confess your sins one, one to another, another. But it's hard to confess 
seen to somebody that I haven't found trustworthy. trustworthy. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm stuck with this sin bottled up. And then now I'm convicted. I have nobody to confess this to. Yeah. Because of the the fear, fear of, of the, the gospel. gospel. Yes. I, I, ah. I totally get that. Totally. That's why, that's why I was saying that the, the whole trust issue thing, that, that just breeds a whole bag of a whole can of worms. Right, right. Let's, let's, let's go and get this tonight. You walk around praising and shouting and dancing and you scared. The Bible said perfect love casteth out fear. I can't trust because of you. I can't trust because of you. I can't trust. It's everybody else's fault but you. But say I can't trust because I'm, I'm bound in my heart. I, I got issues and I need deliverance. I'm afraid that what you can do can end me. Say that. That's a much better narrative than giving somebody else responsibility for your brokenness. Care what your ex-husband did to you. Hallelujah. I don't care what your teacher said to you. I don't care how many best friends slept with your husband. Are you going to stay like this for the rest of your life? These people that moved on in their wickedness. And it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Get your black butt up and repair yourself and move on. Take responsibility. You have to take responsibility. You're sitting here crippled. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. Because phone won't come back and say, I was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. I'm sorry. They're not coming back. Elbow somebody say, they're not coming back. Open your mouth in this Anglican church. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. So your options are to either sit here waiting on somebody to acknowledge they're wrong or you can pick up the pieces of your hope, your trust, your faith, put it in the Lord and move on and get to victory and move on and get the future and move on and make this money. Shout hallelujah. to God. I could run there. You cannot sit here in grief because of people's... Now, some people do. I shouldn't have done that, but it's very few. It's very few. Why? The mature apologize. So some people do. Some people do not. It takes a lot of Holy Ghost to say, I was wrong. And most folk only got Holy Ghost enough to talk in tongues. But we ain't got enough Holy Ghost to say I was wrong. Come on, church. When the last time you went to somebody and didn't think you was wrong and say, if I hurt you. Oh, Lord. Y'all don't like that type of teaching. You like to be justified. You want to argue. But in this season, if you're going to do relationships right, you're going to either be right or you're going to be reconciled. You're going to either take score or you're going to come back together and let the purpose of God for that relationship manifest. Argumentative demon. You want to prove a point. And it gives you nothing. You're still lonely. Still can't manage relationships the right way. You understand? What do you do when you can't trust people? Get delivered. It is equally as wicked. Oh, Lord. y'all. First Samuel 18. I'm going to show this to you. Now, in First Samuel 17... That's when David went and confronted Goliath. 
And all of his siblings and stuff was like, you go, you know, I ain't going, whatever, you know the story. He comes back at the end of 1 Samuel 17 with the head, right? And Samuel, and, and Saul, I'm sorry, is so impressed. This is going to give you so much. I give you permission to preach this at your next engagement, okay? At the end of it, Saul was like, hey, who is this kid that's got the head of this giant? And David said this. This is all David said. Hi, I'm Jesse's son. I'm your, your loyal and faithful servant. And Saul was fine. But look at what, who was watching when Saul was talking to David about his recent victory. 1 Samuel 18 in the Amplified Version. Please put it up. Verse 1. When David finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was bonded to the soul of David. Look at me. Who was Jonathan? Saul's son. Nobody has ever looked at this story from the eyes of Jonathan. When you look at the Saul-David saga, you always deal with the Saul-David back and forth. But why was Jonathan so attached to David? You know what I think it was? I think he found somebody he could trust. I wish I had the time. Here's why. Saul didn't just become Saul to David. Oh, y'all don't want to have church. What if you was the literal son of Saul? When people are at work, they're a different person. But imagine, now everybody knows Saul was schizo. One of the verses says, and Saul loved David. Very next verse, and Saul tried to kill David. That man had multiple personality disorder. What if you was the literal son of somebody with multiple personality disorder? You didn't know when they were going to be happy. You didn't know when they were going to be sad. You didn't know when they were going to hit your mama. You didn't know when they were going to feed you. He had them up again, off again personalities, and I'm his son. One the only ones that we know you would be looking for somebody to trust so Jonathan his heart tied to David because of David's reputation he's trustworthy Jonathan watched David talk to his daddy and the Bible says his soul was in it look at verse 2 Saul took David that day and let him not return to his father's house verse 3 then Jonathan made a covenant. Look at this. I'm talking to you about friendship. You little snapplehead thing. You. He, he said, because we, we are, let, let me tell you, I'm, we are a covenant-breaking generation. We are a truce-breaking people. We are relationship harlots. When one don't work, we find one that do. But we are afraid to unpack our backs and say, we're going to get this right by hook, by crook, by the Holy Ghost reason we are not in revival is because we treat his house like a motel Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself isn't that the golden rule love your neighbor as yourself but if you can't love yourself You cannot really love your neighbor. Look at this, verse 4. Now, I, I feel like preaching right here because this, this is how I know if we trust each other for real. You ready? Come on. I need, come on. I'll I pay you for it. Amen. Look at verse 4. Jonathan, Jonathan didn't take him to coffee, Kenny. And he didn't buy him a balloon. And he didn't go out with him to take a selfie to show folk. First thing he did was strip himself. 
I love that. Jonathan wanted a relationship with David so bad, probably because of the hell that was going on with his daddy. He was like, let me show you I'm serious. Bam. Now listen, don't tell me you trust me if I can't see the scars. I appreciate the birthmarks. I appreciate the beauty marks, but we don't trust each other until you know our fears. Oh yeah, I'm working in here. When you cannot strip, we are not friends. We are not in relationship. We barely colleagues. Oh, it's quiet today. I'm here to preach you out of relationship dysfunction and out of the spirit of poverty so you can go to the future. This is the first step of relationship, Rekina. You want to be a friend? Strip. Glory, take it off. Let them see it. Here's where I've been. Here's what's happened to me. I'm insecure. I'm talking to your applehead self. I'm insecure. I think I'm ugly. I don't like skinny people. I don't like my mama. I got men issues. I was molested. Strip, 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 strip. Why? Why? When you strip, you disarm people. I got you. When you strip, people are like, whoa. Maybe you don't want me for my money or maybe you don't want me. See, here's what I'm trying. If you don't trust, you won't ever be able to be vulnerable. And that's what your heart is asking for. That's what your future is asking for. I need somebody that I don't have to be a preacher with, that I don't have to be a business. I just want to be me. I want to be appreciated, not for what I know and not for what I can do. I need to strip. Under them achievements, under that status and designation, you are a person and you can hurt and you can bleed and you're going to have high moments and you're going to have low moments. But if you keep your clothes on, if you don't strip, if you don't show somebody, yo, this is me giving you pain. I ain't never gave it to nobody before. This is a risk for me, but I'm giving you the truth. You will never activate the healing power of friendship in your life. Got to hurry up, man. My guess is on the way. He's, he's stripped. He's stripped. He stripped himself. Look at verse 4. Come on. Let, let's hurry up. And he gave it to David. He trusted his outer robes to David. I'm giving this to you. With his armor, that means he took his armor off, his defenses. Come on. How many of you know y'all got defenses? Some of you, it's, 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 it's a, a stare. I can't call it what I want to call it. It's a look. You'd be like, hmm. Nobody's scared of your armor. You don't scare me. My two-year-old does that foolishness. Grow up. You've got arrested development. You're trying to intimidate people and fight us because you're too scared to be loved the right way. Armor. He gave him his armor. Then, here's what I love about this. Look at this, Kenny. Then he gave him his sword. I'm going to take off what I do to protect me. And then I'm going to give you what I do to fight. I'm going to give you my argumentativeness. I'm going to give you my, my shut down stuff. All of that stuff that you use as a weapon. You know, I'm going through, I just shut down. Well, they ain't got you nowhere. Why y'all can't receive this meat on today? Give that knife up here. Why? When you drop your weapons, you really have no other choice but to learn how to trust. Come on, drop your weapons. Drop your weapons. Drop your weapons. Not for everybody. For some of these Negroes, you need a rock. Glory to God. But you got to have somebody that you can drop your weapons with. I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to make this as easy as possible for you to help get me together and get me whole. I'll fight them, but I'm not going to fight you. I want to trust. Give him a sword. It's quiet today. Then he gave him his bow. He gave him his bow. What's that? His arrow. 
he entrusted him with his need for deliverance. Arrows are deliverance in the Bible. He gave him his deliverance. That, that, that looks like this. If you're building a friendship, yo, I have an addictive behavior. Or yo, uh, sometimes I sleep with midgets. Or yo, I mean, come on, whatever, come on. This is a church for the weirdos. I want everybody comfortable. You and your mama. Come on, let's uh, tell. So, uh, uh, yeah, folk been sleeping with midgets for years. They sleep with cats, dogs. Some of your uncles did it. Amen. Glory to God. Your grandma wasn't always as holy. She got some dirt down there too. So if we don't make the church a place where people can come and say, I sleep with horses or I sleep with midgets, we never going to really be the type of people that God wants us to be at. In this church, I don't care what they do around the corner. I want all of them. Bring them all in here because I want trophies. I don't just want people who can sing and make my show work. I want people to say, this is my testimony. I was bound in a mug. I used to sleep with Mr. A. I used to get turned on when I went to the zoo. But that man of God laid hands on me. I came in the midst of that people and they disrobed me and I found my deliverance. I found my destiny. I want people who ain't scared to come out. You ain't got a front for me. We all like something. Glory to God. <laughs> Gave him his bow. And he gave him his belt. This is my final verse. So David went out. Look at this. this is, you have to get this. David went out wherever Saul sent him. And he acted wisely and prospered. Something about, please hear this. Please. Something about Jonathan and David's relationship made David compliant. He acted wise and prospered. That means that I could see the fruit of their relationship in David's career. Not just in David and Jonathan's interaction. He was made a better person in stuff that didn't have nothing to do with Jonathan. He acted wisely and prospered under Saul because of a good friendship. And Saul appointed him, David, over the men of war. And it pleased all the people and Saul. What am I trying to tell you? The fruit of real friendship in your life should be personal promotion. I should be able to look at you grow up in your, in your call, go up in your prosperity, go up in your money and say, man, you must really be surrounded with sound relationships. I can tell it by how much you're evolving. But if you remain the same, you're not being promoted. You're not going up in life and up in your emotional health. Because even if you ain't got the job you want, you should have more peace. Even if you're not driving a car you want, you ought to be less cantankerous and less mouth. Come on, when you got a real friend, you're going to be better as a person. If you get worse as a person, Either you got poor friends or you just full of stubbornness. But it's one or the other. Amen? Amen. All right. God bless you. <laughs> Put your hand on your heart. Say, Lord, please heal me so I can get over my trust issues. Now, listen, at the root of this, what you need to realize is people, listen, if I literally came in front of you right now and stabbed you with a hot spoon, by Wednesday, you'll be okay. See, what I'm trying to prove you is when you live your life in so much fear of people hurting you, it's the devil's deception to keep you from growing in trust. Everything you need is trust-based. Healing, deliverance, forgiveness, 
you got to even trust in prophecies. If the word of the Lord has come over your life, you've got to trust it. You understand what I'm saying? So you need to get through these trust issues so you can learn to be made whole by relationships. And the people of the Lord said, amen. It was good. It, now, this is the first time that I, I can admit that it was some things said that I ain't just in agreement with. But for the most part, he he was on point. Yeah. He was on point. The Mr. Ed thing, that lost me. I, don't, I was gone. The Mr. Ed. I, don't, oh. I think he meant well. I know what he, yeah, what he, he said. Just Mr. Yeah. He said Mr. Ed, I'd have been all right. Well, <laughs> he's just talking to the people in general. He's just saying whatever you come into service, whatever you come into the church with, come with it. No matter how over the top it is. If you like animals, if you like, I mean, that's what he was saying. That's far fetched that people are attracted to animals. But if that's you, come to God's house with it. However you are. However you are. Yeah, and, and whatever issues. Uh, we, you know, take come, be confident and take it off, and you know, come before God, like you say, but naked. Yeah, come but naked before God. He knows anyway. Not literally. Yeah. But everything, bringing yeah. everything to God. Yeah. Bringing everything, man. You are the gate or a door. You'll enter something good, something bad. Yeah. It's gonna be one or the other, but you are the gate or door. Are you a good friend? A lot of people tend to think that they are great friends, <laughs> but would you be your friend? Right. Would you be your friend? <laughs> would you be? Let's be real. Would you be your friend? Almost. I don't know if I'd be mine. I'm kind of hard to deal with. You know, sometimes, some like you said, sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're cold. Sometimes you answer the phone, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to go out to eat, sometimes you don't want to speak above a whisper. And I can talk about me. I can. I mean, that's, that's the point of being at a state of maturity when you're wanting to grow and have successful relationships. You want to have successful business partners, relationships with your husband, with your wife, with your children, with your parents, with your uncles, your aunties, your nephews. But I was uh, conversing with, I'm glad he's still on here. Uh, I was conversing with him. He's way in Milwaukee. And me and him have had engagements uh, on, on a couple of uh, uh, instances. And I remembered that he was a videographer. I remember that he did music, but I couldn't remember what state he was in. Follow me now. The engagement was brief, but 
Today he came on and we picked up where we left off. And we conversed in a trustworthy manner. I'm sharing ideas with him. He's sharing ideas with me. But people that are in the same city with me, he's giving me props on on, on graphics and, and everything. But people in the city that have the same DNA has never given a compliment like this brother that whom I've never even seen before and he's still on it. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, man, I don't even know where to begin. I think just from what you're saying, um, one thing that really stuck out to me is that everything God wants to do in your life will come packaged in a person. Right. That's one thing that stood out to me tonight. The entire time, I just kept going back to that in my mind. Everything God wants to do in your life comes packaged as a person. No matter what happens, he gave the example that when Mo, when Israel needed the deliverer, God could have delivered them, but he sent Moses. Somebody that had a speech impediment. Yes. Then, when when Elijah was was running, he sent a bird, a raven, to feed him. Like any, I mean. Every, Every time, time you, you need, need something, something, then he, he went, went to, to the, the to the, the woman's house to be fed. fed. It's like, like every time you need something, God, God provides some someone to come and help, help you. you. So, so we, we can't, can't have, have trust, trust issues. issues. We can't we have, have trust issues that that'll keep us from receiving what God has. Um, I like what he said at the end. In order to receive from God. You have, you have to, to trust, trust him. Right. If a prophecy comes across the pulpit to you and says, somebody says, God said this, you have to trust God in that prophecy in order to even receive it. You know that somebody could prophesy something to you and say, God said to tell you this, but if you don't believe it, it won't come to pass. You still have to believe it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Instead, we allow fear, we allow everything else to, to taint our vision on how we deal with people. I like when he said, perfect love cast out all fear. To stop making other people responsible for your brokenness. We have to stop making people responsible for the places that we are broken. And I'm going to tell you something. This is so tricky because you're, you're closed in or you push people away because of the way things have happened before. By trusting someone else. So then you sit and say, well, Lord, you're asking me to trust again when I'm already broken by what somebody else did because I let them in. But he said, perfect love cast out all fear. 
He said, get your black butter and move on. Old Chinese, old protein. <laughs> Whatever color. Whatever color. <laughs> he said, you are responsible for your brokenness. Nobody else. You're responsible for your healing. You're responsible for the way you feel about what happened to you. You're the only one that knows those things live in there. That's what I talk about in intercession. The little foxes that spoil the vine. Those are things that are hidden that nobody knows about but you. And in order to fix them, it starts with you. He says, stop sitting around crippling people or crippling yourself waiting on people to admit that they were wrong or to apologize to you. That's crazy. He said that only the mature people apologize. <laughs> only mature people apologize. He said it's like a whole lot of Holy Ghost to apologize. But only mature people apologize. He said, you don't have to always prove that you're right or try to make people understand that what you said was right. He said, that's an argumentative demon. When you want to be proved right. That's crazy. And, that, and that's majority of the time when, when it's an argument or misunderstanding, you want your voice heard, heard. And you want to be the last one to say whatever that you want to be heard. And you don't care about what's on the other side. Long as you got your, your point across. Yeah. You know, something that um, hit me too with the story of Jonathan and David is when he talked about was, them having a covenant. Yeah, that was good. Don't know, because he couldn't trust his daddy. We know that. Right. Nobody trusts the song. But he could trust David. He could trust David. Trust David. I like when he said that um, he made a covenant with him, something that we don't do today. We are covenant breakers all the way around the board. Right. We don't stick to nothing. No commitment. No commitment. No consistency. Mm -mm. He said we are relationship harlots. Come on, Fibber. He said we are relationship harlots, meaning you in and out of relationships. Today you like me, tomorrow you don't. Tomorrow you like me, the next day you don't. He said, you're a relationship whore. In other words, you're in and out. One day you good, next day you not. One day you good, the next day you not. He said, we are relationship harlots, and we treat the church like a motel. That ought to hurt. Yeah, man. That's deep. That's deep, man. He had, he had a lot of great points, man. Yes. A lot of... Out of conviction, uh, I'm man enough to say I was convicted on a few. Me of them. too. And uh, I had to I mean, say, that's, that's 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 my objective. My objective is to grow, and I I, I don't want to stay in the same spot. I was pretty ignorant, I'm pretty ignorant, man. And, and, oh man, horrible at relationships. Period. Period. As a young father, horrible. As a father. Horrible as a son, nephew. It was my way. I didn't care what you said. And dared you to say anything. You your jaw was gonna grow the other side of your face. <laughs> I didn't care if you was related, elder, uncle, ain't I, I will hit, swing, cuss, and do it all. So I this helped. 
this helped me. And I'm I'm man enough to say, hey man, I ain't ain't that dude that I was. And I'm proud of the progress that I'm making in him. Yeah. A lot of substance had a lot to do with it. I was uh, addicted to a lot of things and I was quiet until when I got that happy juice or that, that sticky icky. <laughs> oh man, I turned into a maniac. Turned into a maniac. Somebody that I know myself that I wouldn't want to be around. And if you man or woman enough to, to look in the mirror and say that I wouldn't be my friend right now. Hey, gotta ask God, like he said at the end. Stand on the chest. Deliver me from me. Deliver me from the things on the inside of me. You know what? Something else that was good when you said that, that made me think about what he said, disarm yourself Disarm in front of people. Right. So that people will know that I'm human. A lot of times people, you know, they mistake that when you are in leadership or anything in any capacity, that you are human just like them. So I often try to make sure people remember that by saying, hey, this is where I've been. This is what I've been through. So that you'll remember that if you cut me, I'm going to bleed just like you do. Yeah, man. So that you can be careful it's, how it's you treat right not to be tough all the time. Yeah. You got yeah. feelings, man. Let them know. Hey, hey, bro, man, that hurt yeah. my feelings when you said such and such. You still said manly. Hey, sis, I didn't like the way you said that. Or what? I mean, let's sit down and come to common ground. And that's how you keep and build relationships instead of throwing in the towel and say, I just ain't fooling with that no more. I ain't fooling with that no more. They can't come around me. Don't say nothing. Be the mature person and say, hey, I value you. I value your opinion. I value your friendship. I value your, your mindset. The things you said. And that's that's like that's out of style. To give somebody a compliment yeah. on what you like about them. Because we're so insecure, intimidated by supposedly our friends. We get envious. We don't like the pose. We don't share nothing because we were wishing where we're in that predicament but in turn you still wouldn't support because it's always going to be somebody that you have to look up to somebody is already at the place that you want to be and that place is, is another place and there's another place until we can be mature enough says esteem yourself higher esteem others higher than yourself but we live in a society where hey man we're gonna rap about bragging out about ourselves i'm this and i'm that and i did this and i did that and i'm a baller this and i'm a pimp this and oh man Process of elimination. Keeping ourselves trapped. Trapped. What you got? I just feel like um, when he closed it out, he was talking about the sole purpose of being in church or being saved and living a holy life and being uh, living a full holy life is not to uh, 
experience arrested development. Yeah. Where you and I know how to deliver us heard yeah, you of this preached before. About that. I preached being in that place. Yeah. Um uh at some point we should be further I mean this year we shouldn't be doing what we was doing January the third last year. No, no way. This just don't make sense. But our sole purpose when we come or to go to any ministry, I'm just gonna say because this is worldwide. Um it's to come the way that you are. People always say, you know, I'm gonna get saved or I wanna go to church, but I'm gonna wait till I get myself together. That's just it. You can't. You can't get yourself. God has to get you together. Your first step is to walk into the building and let God do the rest. I'm sure if you go with the right intentions, then God will change you. He'll save you and he'll deliver you. Thanks. Yeah. Let's go to the comments. The comments was lit. I mean, this was lit, man. Uh, where do you want to start at? Where do you want to start at? You got some good. So Ghetto May said, powerful already. He had a lot of them that, it, that uh, it was one specific one I seen that stuck out like a sore thumb. He says, I don't even do church, but this message was powerful yeah. today. And that is the reason why we're on the corner. We want to be able to bring a message to people that don't normally get a message, don't normally go to church. We want to give it to you the way we get it on the corner. That's right. you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. That was good. He said it was like it was directed at me personally. That's the way the word of God works. Right. <laughs> it's like, who told that man about me? And he don't even have to know who you are. Um, he said I was close to tears, low key. This is what tickled me. About them yeah, that's what tickled me. I seen that come up and I laughed too hard. He said he don't know about the animals though. I'm with Sing you. says trust releases you from the trap. My lord, that's yeah, good. yeah. Say she can't be her own friend. She, she, she tend to push people away. That's that's being real. And yeah. that sounds like an individual that's wanting to grow. Yeah. On the grow. When you can when you can admit what what your shortcomings is and Hey man. She said this word is knocking me out left and right. <laughs> right. right. Me too, Sister Brittany. And I wrote that for my notes. If you're truly seeking change in every aspect of your life, we must admit the areas that need fixing. Yeah. Gotta admit. When you go to to take your car to to get checked, you don't want to be paid in people until you know this fix. Yeah. You want to make sure, was there anything else uh, that, that need being looked at? Yeah. Make sure you check the tire. You check all of the uh, the fluids. And then you go, you, you make your payment. You're not doing the same thing with us. Make sure. If you heard that rattling noise, say, man, go to the mechanic and say, hey, I heard the rattling noise, but I don't know where it's coming from. He the mechanic. You know exactly where it's at, but you got to admit that there's a problem. That's right. 
gotta admit it. I didn't get saved and delivered and set free by being denial or being a dope head alcoholic. I had to come to the glimpse of reality that, hey man, this is me. This is me. Yeah. I got tired of waking up with a hangover and tired of uh, uh, people talking behind my back and saying that I smell bad and, and and using it on myself. I got tired of living that lifestyle, man. So you have to get tired of whatever your situation is. Get tired of it and make the grown woman a grown man decision to make some changes. Make some changes. She got later. I was trying to see if there was any more comments. Um, I didn't get my notification. I done missed it all. You can go back and look at it. That's the, That's the, the beauty great part of it. Yeah. Did we hit a hundred? I don't know if we hit a hundred or not. I can tell. I can tell. I logged out of that. Oh, that's what I can see. Now that we will see later. Yeah. It's time to do our favorite part that we normally do at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Lip flopped it. Time to send some shout out. All our listeners, as we stated at the beginning of the show, we are currently, currently, we currently are at. Uh, 2,688, uh, 2,686 downloads all time, 497 in the last 30 days, 34 downloads a day, wow. 500, 900, 597, like, what kind of math that dude talking about, new sponsorship opportunities, and Lady Mayberry, she's going to go through all 500. 97 um, make a decision. <laughs> good Lord. The Lord's good. The Lord's good. Yeah. Tell us where some of these listeners is listening at across the globe. Shout out to Islamabad, Pakistan, Sapporo, Japan, Kanoa, Japan, Johannesburg, South Africa, Navi, Mumbai, India, Trinidad and Tobago, Port of Spain, Rafael, Dornote, Brazil, Asasco, Jundai, Sao Paulo, Juneville, Asia, Colombo, Arto Algray, Urini, Brazil, Jundalu, Western Australia, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Lagos, Nigeria, Berlin, Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, Cologne, Germany, London, England, Midden Keys, England, Dublin, Ireland, Singapore, Malaysia, Moscow, Russia, Madrid, Spain, Rocky Mountain House, Canada, Montreal, Canada, Norwalk, Connecticut, and Peterson, New Jersey. Peterson, New Jersey, Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, we got North Olmstead, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Lakewood, Ohio, East Point, Georgia, Brunswick, Augusta, Griffin, Coverton, ATL, Wichita, Kansas, Burlington, Ohio, Boise, Idaho. Uh, Hamlet, Illinois, Chicago, Schumburg, Gary, Indiana. We got to throw Milwaukee in the house. Indianapolis, Bellevue, Florida, Orlando, Orlando, Palm Beach, Miami, Edmond, Oklahoma, Memphis, Tennessee, Westminster, Maryland, Norman, Oklahoma, Moore, 
Oklahoma, Albuquerque, New Mexico, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. I gotta say it. It's Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn is in the building. Fought off Virginia, Las Vegas, North Texas, because it's way too many in Texas. University of Texas, PVU is the other college. Los Angeles, California, Chico, Clovis, Merced, Sacramento, San Jose, Oakland, Fresno, Washington. And uh, you forgot these down. You put them all over the side. Yeah, those are new, the some new listeners. My pronunciation game is off. <laughs> we have new listeners in Altoona, Iowa, Omaha, Nebraska, St. Paul, Minnesota, and Puerto Rico. We have Guanabo, Puerto Rico, Bayamon, Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Trujillo, also Puerto Rico. We see you. What's up? That's what's up. That's what's up. We thank God for. We just hit there yesterday, huh? From to the left and to the right. Yeah. Enlarge our territory. So prophecies are already manifesting. And yesterday's message was almost borderline to this one. So uh, praise God that He's got us on one accord. Let it be a prayer side of you. Father God in heaven, Lord, we just thank you, God, for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your peace, your love, your protection, your kindness towards us. God, we thank you for every person that joined us on tonight. God, if there's any trust issues inside of us, Lord, we ask that you take them out, God. Call us to be trustworthy. Call us to be the friends that we want to be in our corners. God, we just ask that you buy them every time of the spirit, every spirit of confusion, division, derision, God, that will come against those that heard. God, but cause us to be better by what we heard on today. Your word said it comes to bring correction, reproof, and review. God, that we may be the men and women of God you created us to be. We thank you for our new listener that joined us on our live broadcast tonight. God, we thank you for penetrating his heart opening his ears to be able to hear and receive what it is that you are saying to us as we are the church. We give you glory, praise, and honor for allowing us to see a new year, a brand new day that was not promised to us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Before we get out of Dodge, man, Got some final words. Y'all can say I'm with us this year. Listen, make no excuses. Make it happen. Start now. Get perfect later. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. How about you be grateful? Help others. Don't mind. Be silly! Be silly, be silly, be silly, be silly. Make somebody laugh or something. Yeah. Smile up on your face, child. You come and carry on. That's our time. We pray y'all been blessed. Get out of here. we see y'all tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah.
is an in-house production.